Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, longtime astrologer, psychic healer, and yogi. In today's episode, my guest is Reverend Kathy Burke. Kathy is a creative, transformative life coach, author, healer, and so much more. In today's episode, she's going to teach us some ways we can connect with our guardian angels, spirit guides, and loved ones in spirit. And she'll be teaching us some other very important information on the soul. So stay tuned. Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, the episode where my guest is Reverend Kathy Burke. Kathy is a transformative life coach, author, alternative medicine practitioner, healer, medium, and the channel for the eight angel rays of light. She is the owner of the Angels of Light Healing in her home office in Hanover, Massachusetts. And for the past 30 years, she has been sharing her gifts of healing, coaching, holistic medicine, and angelic messenger work with the world. Kathy is the author of Americo Michael, Surrounded by Angels and My Soul's Embrace, and the Butterfly Awakened Healing CD, as well as the Eight Angel Ray Tune-Up CD. She offers many of her services in the house and long distance and continues to share her love and healing gifts with those who are open and ready to receive. Kathy Burke's mission is to help others to connect deeply with their angels, their soul mission, and their own gifts, and all of the divine universal energies, bringing forth a greater healing and understanding of self and the world. I am so honored to have as my guest today, Reverend Kathy Burke. Welcome, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Kind of reminds me when we used to be on the radio together on WATD 95.9 FM. Yes. People would call in for readings and you'd give them their angel readings and I would give them the astrology reading. So here we are and your work is just so very important for people in these days, you know, post-pandemic or in the pandemic still there, people really want to feel that connection with something greater than themselves. And you will teach them how to do that. Yes. Do you want to say a little bit about your work with connecting with the angels? Sure. Again, I've been connecting with the angels for over 30 years, and I was a channel after my father's passing. I was doing his eulogy, and the angels started coming through very strong. And I've been working with them, again, for about 30 years, always loved collecting angels. But it's more than the angelic realm. It's all of the divine, and that includes our deities, that includes loved ones in spirit, that includes soul guides. There's like levels of divine energies that work with us every day. Oh, that's great. And and today we're going to unpack some of that. What is the difference between a guardian angel, a spirit guide, a loved one in spirit who looks out for us? What are deities? You and I know what they are, oh, but yes. not everybody else does, which... Ascended Masters. Yeah. And maybe defining some of these terms for our listeners who may not have had experience with working with this energy. Let's start with the guardian angel idea. What, how would you explain that to somebody who's brand new to all this? So everybody, everybody, nobody excluded, is uh, connected to at least two guardian angels at birth. They're with us through our entire life. I even believe some of them come back in, in lives to come. Um, and there's different ones for different, there's different guardian angels, though, for different needs. So we have two or three specific guardian angels that are there to help us, to guide us, to protect us, to show us the way. Uh, the more we can connect with them and the more we tune into them, the 
more of a friendship we build with them and the more we can have them guide us. Oh, so hold on. Uh, My understanding was we have one that comes in when we incarnate and they look after us our whole life. But Mm -hmm. you're saying we may have more than one, uh, probably under extenuating circumstances or in difficult times, we may get backup. Yeah. My perception is that there's at least two and, you know, they both, they both work with us on different levels, but there's other, I call them guardian angels, even loved ones in spirit. I don't call them angels, but they can become guardians and they can, you know, we can ask them for help. They can put the right people, places and situations in front of us. That's, that's basically what our angels do. They, uh, we ask and then they seek out and then they bring back to us the information and then it's up to us to say yes. Right. And my understanding is that because of the law of non-interference that we do have to invoke Mm -hmm. or ask for their help, they're standing by waiting for that universe text message. Hey, come on in. I need help. Um, So we have to ask for their help because there is that universal law of non-interference unless requested by the spiritual realms. The other thing that's interesting with what you said is that the loved ones who have passed over can mm-hmm. become guardian spirits. And I have told clients yes. this as well, that they may take on the role of, okay, now I am going to look after you or look over you and keep you out of accidents and keep you from going down a dark path mm-hmm. or protect you when you are in a dicey situation. Is that true? Uh, it is. And uh, what I find the most with my loved ones in spirit, and I have a lot of loved ones in spirit, they do come a lot of my dreams. So if I'm going uh, through something, you know, and I need extra guidance and help before I go to bed at night, I might, I might invite them in and just say, you know, all of my loved ones in spirit who's ever around, come and show me the best avenue to take. And I'll have a dream of one of my loved ones and they'll show me. They'll show me what I need to do or what direction I need to go in. Right. That's good information for listeners. Anybody can do this. You don't necessarily need a medium as the conduit between the loved ones and spirit and yourself. You can do what Kathy is suggesting that before you go to bed at night, ask for their help. And dream time is one of the easiest ways they can show up because it's that non-physical realm between Mm -hmm. worlds. Yes. So, and a lot of people don't realize that they think they're going to have this like in their face manifestation of a form of a loved one. And it rarely, 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 rarely happens like that. It's yeah. much more subtle, correct? It is. You know, I'm a medium and uh, I, I told Spirit a long time ago that I didn't want to really see people full dress standing in front of me. So they don't come to me that way. They come to me in a vision in my mind. They, they show me different things. I channel them that way, but every once in a while, I'll look over at the couch, because my mom used to live with me, and I see an outline. I don't see the full, right. you know, full dress, but I see an outline, and I feel her, so I know she's there. Right, yeah. and, and people need to understand that a lot of their presence is a feeling, and a mm-hmm. lot of it's heartfelt, or yep. it's what we call those spirit goosebumps, or kundalini, <laughs> I call it, when you feel that presence in your body as a form of tingling, or some mm-hmm. other... It's, a, it's very much a presence, I would say, spirit. Yes. And, and then there's the whole light phenomena too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where there's the twinkle, the twinkle light, yep. or just the change of the light in the room and things like that, correct? Yes, yes. And there can be, you know, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and see these sparks all over the room and I'd say, wow, what is this? And I know it was my angels and guides and they're just trying to tell me, you know, that they're there watching over and protecting. 
And then we want to talk about, we call them deities or the Mm -hmm. ascended masters. So when we come back, we're going to discuss who are the ascended masters, how they work with you, and how can you activate their connection in your life. So stay tuned. So listeners, welcome back to Reverend Kathy Burke. We're discussing the ascended masters and deities. And what are these energies from the divine realms and how can they help us? So Kathy, do you want to clarify for my listeners the, what deities or we could say and or ascended masters because mm-hmm. they tend to cross over? So for example, give them uh, an idea of a well-known deity or ascended master and how you could work with him or her. Okay, well, one of my favorites, I have tons of favorites, but one is Jesus, and Jesus was an ascended master and also a, a deity in his own right, and, I, and Buddha, and I kind of put Jesus and Buddha there together with the Christ conscious energy, and I feel so strongly that when we call upon them through chanting, you can right. chant to or them, prayer. or prayer, they're so right there for us, and so they, but you got to remember that masters, ascended masters walked the earth at one time, or they were on the earth at one time. Uh, angels have always been angels. Right. They, they haven't walked the earth, as far as I know. I'm not, you know, I don't know everything, but as far as I know. So the, the deities uh, have an experience of both heaven and earth very differently, I think, than a human would because they, they were human at one time, but then they ascended, and but then they understand both realms. Right. So it's kind of like last episode I recorded was called Liberation or Moksha Mantras. So if one does liberate themselves from being in a human body, like they've um, passed enough tests and they're freed and there's no ego, they can become a liberated soul. And in some cases, especially if they've helped humanity in some way, like the Buddha and Jesus and the various forms of divine mother, which we'll talk about next. Mm -hmm. They're no longer embodiment in a human form, but very accessible from the spiritual realms to humans. Yes. Correct? Yes. Who are some of your favorite female ascended masters or deities? Well, Mother Mary. I love Lakshmi. Uh, Oh, I have a whole bunch of them. But right off the top of my head, I think of Kuan Yin. Okay, so we're talking about Mother Mary from the Christian faith, and we're talking about Lakshmi, goddess of abundance from the Hindu Vedic faith, Mm -hmm. and then Kuan Yin is from the Chinese Buddhist faith, correct? For instance, too, these deities, these female deities, like what, so Lakshmi would... For our listeners, what would she help somebody with? Well, abundance on all levels. Right. Uh, Abundance. To me, Lakshmi, I ask Lakshmi every morning, I say, bless me with good health, bless me with good finances and great love. And so I feel like she can bring all that to you. Right. And then we have another Veda counterpart, Kali, which people are afraid of Kali. Kali. But Kali is really, she's the divine mother in a very fierce form, but Mm -hmm. she's so fiercely protective of her devotees. She means no harm. She would do harm to those who mean harm to her devotees, but she's just another face of the divine mother, a little bit more of a warrior goddess, Mm -hmm. but nothing to fear. And then what you said reminds me that a lot of the deities and the ascended masters were avatars at one point. Like Jesus was an avatar for the Christian faith. Right. Krishna was an avatar for the Hindu faith. Buddha is an avatar, which means a Christed one or, or an advanced soul. Yeah. Well, they have the Christ conscious energy, which is that energy of enlightenment, of freedom, of forgiveness, and of un- unconditional love. 
And so how might one work with the avatars, the ascended masters, the deities? What, what would you suggest would be part of an invocation for any of these advanced beings of light? I mean, we should keep throwing out names yeah. too. Yeah, activation. So can- you can just activate them. You can say, um, calling forth Jesus, master healer Jesus. And as soon as you do that, you're saying to, to that energy, Jesus, the, the, the Christ conscious energy, come on in, work with me. So, so you can do that with any of them. So it sounds like you're using the principle of voice, of sound. Voice, which- yeah, voice, chant. Chant. Well, chant, of course. But I really love, I just, I think of them. I think of what what they can, how, how they can help me. I think of how I appreciate them. And I'll, I do a lot of meditation. So meditation is a very powerful way to bring them in too. But it, it doesn't have to be hard, Jill. Right. You just have to very ask. Simple. It's all about asking. Really. Well, that's what people realize, that yeah. it's our mind that complicates and our mm-hmm. ego that complicates. But when you just sit in a meditative or prayer for mode, these energies are going to pop in. And sometimes people in this day and age, let's say they're sitting there meditating and they see this being of light and they're like, see that they're wearing a turban and they're this. Well, they can Google that and find out, oh, that was El Moira. Yeah, El and Moira. he's an ascended yep. master. That helps with breakthroughs in life, you know, and that's the cool thing. Like when any of these beings, but the other thing is that some people would be like, be very careful because you don't know what you're opening yourself up to. What would Mm. you say are a way to test to make sure that like, I am really connecting with even an angel or an ascended master or deity? What would you say? Great question. Is a test. Yeah, great question. So when I went to the angel ministry school, uh, I learned a lot about all of angels and and all the divine. And one of the things one of the women had talked about in the in the classes was how you know when we even when we meditate, we have to protect ourselves because you know you're opening yourself up and you don't know who's going to come in. So I always bring in protection. I have a group that I channeled a while back called the Divine Four, and that's St. Germain, Archangel Michael, Master um, Jesus, and Archangel Raphael. So I call them in right away. I just say Divine Four because they know who they are, and I just say blanket me in protection before I meditate. Blanket me in protection before I tune into, you know, any any deity or any angel. And then also, if you feel like something's not right when right. you're connecting, you know, the white light. Just bring the white light in. Say, I wrap myself in white light of protection. Um, I activate the divine four. I call in Jesus. I call in Buddha. You know, you call in one of the higher divine energies. And Saint Germain is great for just violet flame, just pouring it through and cleansing away. So if you get a feeling this isn't feeling right, just call in the higher, higher ups and they'll come in and they'll clear the energy. Right. You got to kind of acknowledge it though. That's what I find. Like if you feel it, don't don't like push it away and say, "Oh no, I'm just imagining that." Don't do that. Right away say, mm, "I'm feeling something funny. I'm going to call in the light, the white light." And if you're not of the white light, be gone. And that's what I do. Right. And Easy. you can Right. And you can also do like Christian prayers or a Sanskrit mantra yep. to to like clean up anything that might be untoward that's yep. showing up. Yeah. You mentioned archangels, and we're going to talk about the zodiac archangels later in the show, but there are the four major archangels that most Mm -hmm. people are familiar with. You mentioned St. Michael. Yeah, Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, and Uriel. And my understanding is, too, they each cover a time of the year. Like, for instance, St. Michael is the fall Mm -hmm. equinox, and that time from... 21st of September, approximately to the winter solstice, then Gabrielle comes in. 
Archangel Gabriel. And then right now, we just went into the spring equinox when we're recording this, and that is the domain of Raphael. Raphael, the healing angel, yeah. And then in the summer, starting on the summer solstice, we have Uriel. Uriel, light of God. What else do you want to tell listeners about that? Well... I mean, again, it's a perfect time to tune in. Uh, so if Raphael is around right now, we can expect greater healing. We, we can use the universal healing energies that are around. There's so much universal healing energy right now. So we can ask Raphael to come in. He has a, a very beautiful green ray of healing light. And I just say, you know, pour it in, pour it through my whole body. I do it every day, but also my knee hurts. Pour it into my knee. Thank you, Raphael. And always call them in and then thank them because gratitude is really important to thank them. So I think I think I that do. is a, yeah. the, one of the most important keys in any practice, spiritual practice, is thanking the divine mm-hmm. energy for being in our life. And they, I feel like they love that. And it's like, okay, here's more. Here's more. Yeah. But it has to be a heart sense of gratitude and not... That's all they want. They just want to know that we appreciate them. They don't really have egos, but they do like appreciation. It's like stroking a kitty, you know, like, oh, the cat purrs. It's kind of like that. And also I think that it's an acknowledgement you're not interfering with my life. I appreciate Mm -hmm. all your good works. Yes. So... My guest again is Reverend Kathy Burke, and let's share how people, you will talk about your readings that you do when we come back, Mm -hmm. but they can contact you through your website, createthelifeyoulove.live. Yeah, that's my new website. I love it. It came to me and I said, I love it, and so I took it. (laughs) Createthelifeyoulove.live. Yep. And then your email is angels8888. A at Comcast.net. So that's angels with four eights at Comcast.net. And your phone number is 781-871-1740. You do readings for people. We'll talk about that when we come back. Now that the days are getting longer here in the Northern Hemisphere and the sun is still up into the evening hours, it's a great time to relax at the end of a long day with a nice glass of rosé. But you can't stand the yucky pesticides, chemicals, and fillers in most wines. Well, let me tell you about Scout and Cellar Clean Crafted Wines. Scout and Cellar comes in varietals of rosé, whites, reds, and sparkling wines. Scout and Cellar is organic, clean crafted wine free of synthetic pesticides, chemical additives, and low in sulfites. Order yours now at www.scoutandcellar.com slash jilljardine and begin enjoying clean crafted wine straight from the grape to your glass. So Kathy, let's talk about session work with you or if somebody's gonna work with you because I know our listeners wanna hear that. Let's say you get a client reach out to you and they're very confused about where to go in their life. How Mm -hmm. would you work with them? Well, as a creative life coach for many years, what I go to first is I like to sit with them. It does take about two hours when I have their first session. It's a two-hour session. And uh, I really, I have a lot of questions that I ask them, and I get them thinking about in their heart of hearts, if they could have whatever they want, what would it look like? Not their head, but the heart. And I have ways of going in and, you know, uh, different tools and techniques that help them to see Oh, yeah, that's really what's in my heart. My head says this, but my heart says that. So I really just help them to tune in to, to the eight areas. There's actually eight areas in the wheel of life. 
And then when we t once we tune in, we look at what feels possible for them, and then we create it. We create it in the wheel, and then I take it even further. We, do some ch we can do some chanting with it or whatever I think they need. There's all different tools and techniques. Everybody's different. So I use different tools for different uh, people. And then, so that's session number two, and they obviously probably will see results pretty fast because that's the transformational work that you do. Yeah, I do a six-week, I do a, uh, I do a one-time session, and then, you know, they have everything they need, and they can take it home. My book, My Soul's Embrace, also has all sorts of tools and techniques for the soul, and it even has um, guidance on the, on the wheel of life. But if they want to come to me for the one time and they felt good about that, they can always come back. But I also do like a six-week coaching where we Follow do it through. once a week That's for great. six weeks. And what is, the, what is probably the best testimonial you've gotten from a client or the biggest like shifts that you've seen? I know you've had a lot, oh, but gosh. is there one that you can think of offhand? Well, I'll never forget the girl that came to me and wanted to get pregnant. And they told her there was no way she had uh, cystic, polycystic ovaries and she couldn't get pregnant. And, you know, I got her looking at all the areas of her life and what she really wanted to bring in and around her health. And within six months, she was pregnant. She's had two children since then. And she wrote a beautiful testimonial that with intention, the right foods, because I do holistic nutrition too, and I guided her with that, the right supplements and getting on the right track for her physical and emotional body, she, pro she produced two beautiful children. So anything yeah. is possible when anything. you work the energy, basically. Yeah. I mean, anything. A, a, an allopathic way of dealing with that would be keep giving her those IV treatments and keep trying to, right. but, but there has to be that connection with the soul. Yes. And in that case, the soul of the girl and the children who wanted to incarnate through her, yeah. who were going to. So that kind of segues us into a discussion about the soul. What kind mm -hmm. when, when you say you work on the soul level with people or yes. that you do soul work with them, what does that mean? So everybody is born with a soul. And from the day we're born to the time we die, the soul has an agenda. So from the time you're a baby, maybe through grammar school, the soul's agenda is that part of your life, to get through that part, to learn, to grow. Oh, yeah, you might have, you know, some issues with kids, or you might have different things that your soul has to experience. But each, there isn't like one thing I can say, your soul came here to do just that, because our soul is always shifting and changing. So you do come in, you do have a certain path to follow from the day you're born to you die. And then also your sole mission could be, maybe you're going to be the best mother that you can be and have six children, and that's your sole mission. Somebody else may be an astrologer. Somebody else may be, do what I do, or be a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. But it's all about what the soul wants to do at different times. Right. So basically, the body is the embodiment of the soul, mm -hmm. and the soul is this higher directive that's pushing you through life. And then we're going to get into things like what I taught in my last episode, the four aims or the four purposes of life, like the artha, the material success or worldly success yes. or worldly creation, whatever you're supposed to create. And karma, mm -hmm. which is not one of the four aims, Dharma is your purpose right. and comma, which is love and relationship and then liberation, moksha. But let's, what about karma? I mean, the soul picks mm. their parents. People don't realize that. Yeah. Like whatever issues you have with your parents, you signed up for them before you incarnated yes. because they're to help you either build character or 
work through some issues for better or for worse. Yes. So when you were talking about childhood, that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, a lot of people are going through childhood and the karma between the parents is being worked mm -hmm. out, but as a child. Yes. And then the parents have karma with them. So they have to hopefully be the best nurturer and protectors they can be of that child. Right. And then it does shift. Like you had said, a teenagehood, a whole new agenda comes in. Mm -hmm aggravated by hormones, but, um, <laughs> a whole new agenda comes in, which is like, what am I going to be when I grow up? Yes. Which tends to come at every decade, I think. And then the, you know, the whole thing with the twenties, which is, you know, there's the whole thing with partnership and mm -hmm. mating that's, that dominates. Children. Yeah. That dominates, yeah. I think, teenage into like thirties and then the career and all of that. So I could see that there's different agendas, even from a soul level mm -hmm. at different, even retirement points for the incarnation. Yeah. Even retirement. Think about this for a minute. Okay. We go, 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 go. We have to be this. We have to be that. We have to be this. And then somebody retires and they don't know what to do with themselves. Well, what if, just what if your soul at that point in your life, because there's a lot of people retiring out there, a lot of baby boomers. What if your soul just wants to be and be joyful and experience life? Right. And not be at a job job or not be at a, you know, taking care of kids, but just you experiencing the best, the highest, the best, the most joyful life. And I'm 67. I know I don't look it, but I'm 67. And I, I go back and forth. Like I'm still working, of course, but I want more joy in my life now. Right. I, I want to, I want to meet a new person. I want to, I want to go places and do things where before I was tied down to, you know, I love the center, but I was, right. you know, I had that part of my life. But, but I think we can make that choice at any age. And we our can. society doesn't teach people no, that. we can. It's like, you know, work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. And then you turn a special age and then maybe you can retire. But, and even increasingly because of the boomers and the generations after them and the way our society set up, a lot of people don't want to or can't retire. Yeah, right. So th that whole model is changing. But I think if we can wake up at different points in our life to what our soul really wants, you know, it's always that karmic thing, which is also the work of the soul, mm -hmm. like working through karma. So maybe, you know, by working really hard, you're cleaning up karma. Oh, definitely. You know, or you're in a relationship because you're cleaning up karma. Yes. A lot of people don't look at it like that. And but then they don't let it go. Right. What happens is the pain around the relationship or whatever it was that you had, once it's gone, or you've, it's time to say, what did I learn from that and let the rest of it go? So I don't have to repeat it again. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, very interesting. So you help people tap into like, okay, where am I on my soul trajectory? What's mm -hmm. next for me? What have I done? What's behind me? What do I still want to manifest in this lifetime yes. that I just haven't been able to do? And I understand too, you work with people that you don't let them say, well, I can't do this because of that. Oh, I can't do it because of that. Oh, I can't do it because where I live. I can't do it because I have my kids. Yes. I, I know that you help people to move through their self. Um, their fears and their yeah. doubts and the apprehension. And, you know, I use a lot of uh, emotional freedom technique tools and some things I've developed to release uh, toxic emotions that people carry forever in their physical, emotional, and spiritual body. And once you start releasing a lot of that stuff, it's like, Wow. I feel so different. Now I can do this. Now I can do that. Right. And EFT, for my listeners who don't know what that is, can you explain 
what yeah. that is? Well, 27 years ago, my cousin in California told me about emotional freedom technique, and I looked it up, and I took classes and courses, and I started using it. And it was very basic. And then uh, I learned a lot over the years, and I've taken it to different levels. I now have something I teach, which is called spiritual root cause technique, which I developed from EFT. And it's it's a... Uh, it's quicker, it's it's high vibrational, it brings in spirit, and it clears up stuff like crazy, and I love teaching it. It's so fabulous. So EFT is the tapping, right? It what is people, tapping, What people yep. commonly know yep. as the tapping as technique. tapping. But there's so much more to it than just that basic technique, no offense, that was that's a great technique. You start with that. But there's, there's all different things in EFT now that you can do that are quicker, faster, more effective. So that is another modality that somebody could work with you. Yes. If they, and they can even do it distally, right? Oh, over, yeah, long distance. Over Zoom sure. or whatever. And so easy, so easy. Okay, okay, to do. that's good for listeners to know. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 12 Archangels of the Zodiac. Yay! Welcome back. We're going to talk with Kathy Burke about the 12 archangels and their connection with the Zodiac. So listen up for your sign and who is working with you as an archangel. So let's start with Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac. If you are in Aries, we have uh, Archangel Ariel. Now, Ariel is known as the angel of nature, but she's really works with our sole purpose. So Ariel will come in and help you, anybody really, but if you're in Aries, Ariel is right there to help you with your mission, your sole purpose, and nature is an excellent way to experience Ariel, which would mean getting out in nature, talking to her out in nature. She loves it. The second one is Taurus, and that's Shemuel. Gifts and adoration. So when Shemuel is around, if we're open, if we feel worthy, Shemuel wants to teach you worthiness. So she says, you are worthy to receive. And then as you say you're worthy, the gifts come. Uh, again, that could be, you know, walking along the street and a $20 bill lands at your foot. And it's happened to me before. I'm not a tourist, but it has happened to me. So Shemuel brings gifts. You just have to know you're worthy, okay? Uh, Zadkiel is Gemini, answered prayer. So your prayers are answered. Gemini is all about communication and thought. So if you you say what you want, you pray for it, Zadkiel comes in and helps. Gabriel is cancer. Gabriel loves to work with the third eye, with wisdom. Ask Gabriel to take your hand, walk on your path with you, and we'll bring wisdom. Raziel for Leo, and that's, um, Raziel is the teacher. Raziel is knowledge. So Leos especially can tune in to Raziel for extra wisdom and knowledge. And anybody can, but Leo has a nice connection with Raziel. Virgo is Metatron. Metatron is thought, okay? I ask Metatron every day. I say, Metatron, watch over my thoughts, protect them, keep them high and vibrational. Sometimes Virgos can, you know, judge themselves and others, and Metatron likes to come in and bring balance. Jophiel comes in, Libra, harmony, balance, love. So Libra has that beautiful connection with Jophiel. And you can look these angels up and get more information. Scorpio is Jeremiel, transformation. Also can bring you like a, an energy where you can uh, shift things quickly. So you can ask Jophiel for that. Ragul comes in for Sagittarius, and that's wisdom, higher knowledge and wisdom. 
Capricorn is Azriel, that's success. You know, climbing the Capricorns, they climb the ladder of success. That's right. Yeah. Aquarius is Uriel, like Jill, the light of God. Hey, Aquarius, you rock. Yeah. And then Pisces. Light of God? Wait a second. Light of God. What does that mean? Well, the light of God, think of light of God as just a shining, powerful, most powerful light in the universe. Right. And that's the energy that Uriel will bring to you if you need it. And writers can use um, Uriel because Uriel comes and puts his golden cloak around your shoulders and he kind of breaks up any kind of stagnant energy when you're trying to write. So it's great for writers. Good to know. Yeah, and artists. Come on down, Uriel. Yeah, and Sandalfin is Pisces and Sandalfin is all about internal, personal power, and inner wisdom. So there's your 12 archangels. Look them up. Uh, you'll get more information from them. Well, thank you, Kathy. This has been such an informative episode today. My guest has been Reverend Kathy Burke. You can reach out to her through her website, createthelifeyoulove.live. To work with her or get more information, all her information will be in the show notes. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cosmic Scene. Remember to subscribe, download, and share this and all episodes of Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. This is Jill Jardine at Cosmic Scene, sending you healing angelic vibrations through the quantum field. Uh,